0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is
1: what you missed. So say you, uh, you and uh, the family, you and Adrian, the boys are flying somewhere. And then all of a sudden one of the flight attendants comes up and says to you and Adrian, there's a couple of uh, seats, first class, we could upgrade you. Your boys will have to stay here and coach, but you two can come and ride up in first class. Right. Would you take those seats? Or would you feel bad about leaving the boys and coach? Uh,
0: I'd like to think I'd take the seats. Mm. Um, I mean, depending on... I, I, I don't know. No matter how far back they are. We I mean, were all on the same plane.
1: If Adrian said, no, I feel too bad about uh Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can stretch out even more. I'll have your champagne then. Thank, Thank you, you very really much. to turn this down. Okay, now what if it was just like you and... Christian flying somewhere, and it was just a one seat available. Yeah, I'd probably stick back with him at that point. You would, huh?
0: Yeah, you're a good dad. He really upset about it, though.
1: Most parents would probably give it to their bratty little right. kid.
0: Right. Uh, Assuming they don't fill my two spots in coach, then the kids would have the road to themselves anyway. They're just going to sit with their headphones in the entire
1: ride. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's not like they're going to even notice you're gone. And and I don't know why a parent wouldn't take up that opportunity. As you said, you're on the same flight. I just think there's so many parents who think some stranger on the plane is going to take them into the bathroom and... No, I, cause I guess trouble.
0: if they were younger, I would be more worried that they're going to co- not cause trouble, but they're going to be annoying for other passengers oh, sure. around them. Yeah, uh, I, I'm aware of that. And, and you know, I, I think a lot of people probably could care less uh, about what other people think of their kids.
1: Oh, funny. A lot of parents were asked about um, making making their kids be quiet on a flight and how do they feel guilty if they're causing uh, disrupts, uh, disruption and upsetting other passengers and many parents say yeah they do feel guilty oh, about yeah. that and say there should actually be a special family section on flights oh Don't like the old smoking section yeah so put all the bratty kids in the same area with the parents right and you desperately want first class. <laughs> <laughs> and put them all at the back right yeah because they be board first and get off last Yep. Yeah. um now, when, when parents were asked about, okay, if this opportunity came up, uh, is there like an age range that you would allow your kids to sit on their own? Some <laughs> said they'd take the first class seat no matter how old their kid oh is. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Six-month-old <laughs> lying there. <laughs> <laughs> I he'll sleep the whole flight. Others said five years or older. More said ten. Like the, if Go ahead. If you're a nervous flyer.
0: Right, and, and and I guess if you're worried that okay, if there's an emergency situation, mm. I want to be close to them. Or if your kids are nervous about it mm. and they're going to be uncomfortable landings and takeoffs, then I, I guess I can understand that you know you need to stay with them at that point. Or that annoying
1: word, anxious. That's that's the new word that, right. that irritates me now. Everybody's anxious. Mm. We're all anxious now. That and the word research. <laughs> I've had enough of people telling me to do my research. And I've had enough of people being anxious. Overwhelmed, too, is always a word I've mm. hated. But most said, and this this is what makes me shake my head, they wouldn't leave their kid alone, even on a flight, unless they were at least 15. 15? 15. 15, they should be out of the house. Right. <laughs> at 15, they should you know, have a job, a life. Right. I mean, they're one year away from being able to drive. Yeah. Yeah,
0: my kids aren't teenagers yet, but around the house, they, you know, they're in the basement on their own watching YouTube and their shows and playing video games. We're not in the same room all the time. I
1: would, yeah, see, I would hope, but you see, that's even a concern, right? I mean, there's some parents who go, hey, I let my kids do their own thing in our house. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we're to the stage now where we're not sure we can leave our children alone in another room in our own home. Well, the Internet has
0: posed some interesting Parental observation questions, right?
1: Yeah, (laughs) I
0: guess so. Not like they're tucked away in there with a magazine anymore. They have free reign.
1: Listen, a kid at 15 would be willing to go to pocket to pay for his parents (laughs) to move up to first class. There is an artist who has a new CD coming out. And uh, just a little heads up, if you're in a relationship that's a bit on shaky ground, you might want to avoid it. (laughs) Adele says... Her new album was heavily influenced by her recent divorce, and she thinks it might inspire people to break up. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Here, sweetie, for Christmas, I got you the uh, Adele CD <laughs> by New Year's. You're out of the house. Yeah, and she, uh, I mean, she she can sing a heartbreak song. Yes, absolutely. What
0: was her song? Uh, Someone Like You is about to break up. Yeah. And I mean, she's in tears on stage singing
1: yeah. it. You know, heartfelt indeed. Mm-hmm. She says to uh, Vogue magazine when discussing the CD, you can imagine couples listening to the, uh, to the CD, to the songs about my divorce in the car. It'll be awkward. I think a lot of women are going to be like, I'm done. So, yeah, I would, I would avoid and if you're uh, a little concerned about your relationship. It's not going to help. <laughs> and if And She's asking for that album. Yes. I really want to hear this yeah, album. That's right. I need this album. <laughs> that's a sign. Adele and Taylor Swift are so huge that they are the two artists now that actually motivate people to leave the house and go buy their product. Wow. You know, most of us just download and listen to everything online. Yeah. When she has a new CD or album, much like Taylor Swift, they they actually sell uh, out of the stores. If you can I've, even find a CD or record store anymore to buy ironically it
0: Ironically, both known for kind of breakup songs. Yeah. And uh and, and I guess more than anything, known for being open, honest. Yeah. And, and kind of forthcoming about failing relationships. Yeah. Right. And and I guess that that's just, you know, if you're open and honest and, and you can you can connect with people that yeah. way.
1: Seems to be the thing. Well, because everything is so phony now, right? Right. So when you see somebody or hear somebody who's really just so honest and sharing and, and and letting people know about their faults and that they're not perfect, yeah, it's uh, it's refreshing these days. I guess for you know for Adele
0: for her ex, it's not like you know it's just crappy songs written about them, mm. you know that, that they have to sit and endure. At least he's likely to get a check out
1: of it, right? Oh yeah, you would think so. Um, she says you know her divorce didn't end all that badly. They've got a son together, Angelo. She says, I wasn't really miserable, but I would have been miserable had I not put myself first. And there is a great sign of where we're at as a society, too. You know, when you get into a marriage, it's a it's a commitment. And you commit to the idea that it's not always going to be about you. Right. So it's like having children really humbles you because you realize their life is now in front of yours, that yeah. it's... You know, you you have to step aside, and sometimes in a marriage, you have to step aside and let the other person have the uh, spotlight. The lovely Maria says that to me all the time. <laughs> Occasionally, Craig, <laughs> you
0: need to get out of the spotlight. Hey, you did a good job of it yesterday. I was a by good boy. Yeah, you 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 joined her. I expected you to just be chugging pints on the patio. <laughs> well, I did a bit of that, <laughs> especially because there was just a cooler full of them. Yeah,
1: uh, but. Uh, you did pick up Maria's bag and go caddy. I did. I yeah. I handed her the clubs. I wiped the clubs. I suggested clubs. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I, I did my part. I think I helped. I I I got gathered all her stuff and put it in the car at the end while she was. Yeah, uh, got me did nowhere. Did she
0: drive home or did you uh, end up
1: shuffling cars? I, shuffling I, got cars. Her, I got her home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just thought you know she's had a full day of yes. exercise. Well, look and at A you. few drinks. Well, sure, that's part of marriage, right? right? God knows she's gotten me home a few nights. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even though she didn't want to take you there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. She would have left me where I was. But that's the thing. And look, I understand. And this is probably why no Hollywood marriages ever really last. I mean, Adele probably doesn't even know how to spell the word no because she never hears it. Right. So when you're in a marriage and occasionally you got to, you know, give up the driver's seat. I don't think it's easy for somebody like Adele or a Taylor Swift or anybody who's at the height of some kind of fame mm. to fold on anything, you know. So I'm sure that that's tough and maybe why a lot of those marriages don't work. So there you go. Just keep in mind, you know, if we're coming around to Christmas, I would suggest a, avoiding an Adele CD as a stocking stuffer. No, because Boxing Day will you boxing your crap to move out. Uh, here's a little tip and a good one to remember. If you're going to see No Time to Die, the uh, new Bond movie, the 25th Bond movie, you're going to want to hit the restroom and the snack bar first. This thing tags in at 2 hours and 43 minutes. Ooh, okay. That movie will take you a month to get through. Good to know. 2 hours and 43 minutes. a lot of Bond. Wow. Daniel Craig in his last turn as 007, his fourth overall. 25th official Bond movie. Rami Malek is the bad guy yes. in this one. Christoph Waltz showing up. And, of course, uh, Billie Eilish doing the theme song. We'll uh, get to some other uh, songs that didn't quite make the cut. There was, I think every time there's a Bond movie, a bunch of different artists will audition a song oh, okay. for it. Because it's, it's a real, you know... Yeah. It's a real thing to hang your hat we on. We talked
0: about that earlier this week. They the, kind of the yeah. best uh, Bond theme song. Yeah, slides, and it was there.
1: considered uh, the... Um, we didn't talk about it on the air. I think we talked about it off the air. Yeah. I think
0: Goldfinger was considered Yeah, the, Shirley Bassey, right? Goldfinger. Very good. Yeah. I, I really think McCartney's Live and Let
1: Die. Probably one of the best. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll uh, we'll check out some of the ones that didn't make the cut before Billie Eilish okay. got the nod. Do that for you in a second. Well, Goldberg's made a decision in her life. She's done dating younger men. She says it gets tiring and not in the erotic sense. (laughs) She's tired of teaching younger dudes things. (laughs) She said on The View yesterday, I went out with this young guy, and he said, I can't believe this. What are you talking about, he said. I didn't know that Paul McCartney had an original band. Oh, boy. And she goes, yeah. The Beatles, you've never heard of them? And, listen, that's not to judge necessarily because I, I don't know that I would expect somebody in their, even their 30s maybe now to... I mean, the Beatles have been gone since like 1971. Yeah. I mean, I know they're considered the greatest band, the most influential, the number one when it comes to rock and roll. There's also a lot of people who just don't give a crap about rock and roll anymore.
0: Right. Yeah, it 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 is. It seems weird that that would happen. Yeah, you wouldn't know who they are. That they, you know, if you know who McCartney was, mm. to not know that he had a band called the Beatles before seems odd.
1: Yeah, like if you only thought he was in Wings and then a solo act. Right. Anyhow, she says uh, she's not completely sworn off of uh, the younger dudes because she says there is a, an upside to them. <laughs> I bet there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, This is a great story. And this, I guess, takes you back to a time before cell phones and, and, uh, you know, being connected to everybody instantly. Paris Hilton, if you remember, back in the day when she seemed to be running around and being involved in every amazing moment of every single day and the paparazzi basically recorded every second of her life. Right. Well, her mom, Kathy Hilton, says she used to use uh, the media to keep tabs on her. She said, I'd call the city desk at the New York Post and I would say uh, at like one in the morning, excuse me, uh, it's Kathy Hilton calling. Uh, Do you uh, happen to know by any chance where my daughter Paris is right now? And usually they could track her down exactly to where she was through their sources and paparazzi. Sad and scary. Yeah, she says they were pretty scary times for her and her husband, Rick. She says there were times when Paris wouldn't come home for days. And you forget, because Paris really was the poster child for that, you know, that um, influencer thing that got started. She really got that going, and the likes of the Kim Kardashians and others followed her trail. Yeah. (laughs) you know, (laughs) Really? Like, down to the sex tape. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The whole deal. So, anyhow, I thought that was a... That was interesting that your daughter is so hounded by paparazzi, well, it was her who, of course, uh, cued them to wherever she was going to be, but that you could call a a New York City newspaper and they'd say, oh, yeah, we we saw her at this and that nightclub and this and that bar and this party and that party. 646, it is, uh, when Bond movies come out, it's always a big deal as to who's going to get to sing the theme song. Right. Billie Eilish gets it this time. Madonna's done it in the past, as we mentioned. Paul McCartney doing Live and Let Die. And and every Bond uh, has a theme song. Adele was really good, too. Adele had one, that's right. Um, But a lot of artists try, and they're not able to get their song in. Here's a little sample of some of them that were submitted that didn't make the cut. It's no time to die. Thank you. No time left to die. No time left to die. That's all. This is what it sounds like when there's no time to die. Thank you. No, no time to die in your arms tonight. You're done. It's a no? It's a no. We make our way into the uh, Thanksgiving weekend and probably the... uh, First weekend in a very long time that we've um, actually been allowed to gather with family and friends indoor and celebrate as we once did, which for many will make us happy. For others, like myself, will just think of the cost. <laughs> we've got to host again. <laughs> Shouldn't we wait another decade, maybe, just to make sure this COVID thing's completely gone? Right. Anyhow, so the question will be, I think, for many, is how are we going to handle this weekend? If we're hosting, are we going to be uh, making sure that everybody is... Uh, safe by confirming vaccinations? are we checking passports at our own door are we you know asking people to do a swab and show up with the results before they come in or we just uh rolling the dice right i, I it's funny I,
0: I the other a couple of weeks ago it came out with a, you know if you're gonna have a bunch of people over you got to do contact tracing mm. right well, I, I kind of feel like you, if you have people coming to your home, you should know who they are mm. and and have a number th- to contact them at some point. You had to invite them somehow,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, there might be the odd situation where maybe you've got a, a teenage uh, son or daughter or yeah. you got a sibling who's bringing over a, a girlfriend or boyfriend that maybe you've never met right? Well, or have
0: only met a couple of times. you got a way to get in touch with them, you'd think. but Yeah. yeah and, I kind of feel the same way with this whole, you know, vaccination policy. When it comes to your own home, is, you know, you, you probably have had that conversation, you know, with these people already. If if they're family members you're inviting for Thanksgiving, you probably know. Then again, I guess, if, yeah, if if you've got a son or a daughter or a cousin who's bringing a a significant other or or a date, and, and you don't know anything about them, then yeah, you may have to ask. And, and you may have to ask for, you know, not only their comfort, but other people around, too, right?
1: I'm asking everything. Sexual history. <laughs> <laughs> I want a list. Yeah, that's right. Diplomas, where you've been to school. Remember, it wasn't that long ago uh, when we had Dr. Stone on. And, you know, prior to things like Easter and Thanksgiving, he'd advise us, if you're having people in your home, everybody kind of pick a corner. I remember in our house that uh, first year that Daniel came home for Christmas. And he wore a mask in the house the entire two weeks he was here. Right. And, you know, he sat at the island and we sat the other side of the uh, house. I think even then it was suggested that he should have been in the basement the entire time. Right. And we, of course, didn't follow that rule. But uh, so now you can gather around a table. And I think for some people that'll even probably be a little uncomfortable, you know, sitting around a a table of eight, nine, ten people Mm. all sharing food, big bowls of grub in between everybody. It'll be interesting. It's going to be a bit of a curve, I think, for some. I've actually, in my hallway of my home, much like an airplane when you go through security at an airport, I've got the whole scanning system. (laughs) i got the wand. Full-on TSA screener right there. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm feeling people (laughs) up and down. (laughs) You were doing that before. It was just (laughs) creepy. For Holinda's meets, Ted Reeder joins us. Good morning, Ted.
2: Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Lucky. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Yeah, morning, Teddy. How are you? Not too shabby. Heading out to the joint barbecue. Going to, uh, you know, get ready for a good uh, weekend. And uh, we're actually going to close this Sunday, give the guys an extra day off.
1: Nice.
2: And, uh, you know, we're just doing our thing, smoking some briskets. They're mighty tender. Beautiful. And having some fun. And you're you're throwing brisket on onion rings again this weekend? Oh, yeah, it's all weekend long. you got the uh, onion ring poutine topped with brisket. And uh, so it's only, you know, you have to really ask for it. And, um, yeah, it's there. So we we make a beer batter. uh, We use some Guinness, and we make a beer batter uh, onion ring mix. Thick cut onion rings, drop them in the fryer, get them all crispy, top them up with some uh, of our wild cherry smoked brisket our beer barbecue gravy and some white cheddar cheese curds, it's pretty evil. Beautiful, Teddy. The other thing, of course, going on this weekend
1: is Thanksgiving, and we had you on Wednesday to discuss the dry brine versus the wet brine. Now we've got people who are doing that. I'm doing the dry brine uh, today uh, on my bird. So the next step is we get it in the oven, we get it going. Uh, Tips on roasting or grilling or smoking your bird.
2: Well, number one is if you're going to stuff your bird, stuff it on the morning of the, uh, of the day or on the, just before you're going to cook it. Okay? okay. So you don't you don't stuff it and let it sit in the fridge. Uh, you should stuff it and then literally put the bird into the oven. That's the best way. Okay. Um, if you're if you're not stuffing it, you got to remember that the bird's going to cook uh, m- uh, much faster than a bird that's stuffed. Right. And so you don't want to you don't want to overcook it. You want it to be moist and tender and you wanna let your bird rest once it's cooked. Now, if you're gonna barbecue it, uh first is if you smoke it, you'd be smoking maybe around two hundred and thirty five degrees and then crank it up near the end so that you get a little of that crispy skin. You can also do it in a gas grill straight up. Um temperature i would move up to around 375 400 degrees try and maintain it there and use your gas grill just like an oven put your turkey in a tray and put it in and then there's the old fashioned uh i think really is the best way to have a turkey is is a roasted turkey done out of the oven Mm -hmm. and the brining is going to help increase your moisture if you want, you can do your own butter injection where you melt butter and then inject it into the breast in a number of different spots. That would, that would be like making your own butter ball. Right. And that'll help, that'll give it the basting that it needs. But the, the key is, is, for me, it's about 172 degrees, and then I just let it rest. If you go to, if you try and do it, you know, just till it's fully cooked at 161, 165, the the problem is is the thighs never get tender enough, and you really want to get that the turkey thighs to be be super tender, and so you take it up a little bit less, and um, it, while you're letting it rest, brush it with a little bit of butter, and then a piece of uh, aluminum foil, and then take a kitchen towel, wet it, put it in the microwave, and nuke it for about uh, thirty seconds till it's hot. Right. Okay. And then you lay a wet cloth, that, that hot cloth, you lay it over top of the aluminum foil. And then you put a couple more kitchen towels over top of it. And you let it rest. And that hot towel is going to keep, you know, it's like going and getting a shave on your face and you put the hot towel. Yeah. Well, it keeps it warm. Okay. Oh, I don't think I've ever heard
1: that tip before. That's a good one.
2: Well, that's a tip I got from my dad. And my dad was, uh, he, he excelled at roasting a turkey. It was his thing, and he did it five times a year, and he loved doing it. And so it was, uh, you know, I learned that trick watching him in the kitchen. And, you know, into the microwave went this hot towel, and he says, this is the secret, and wow. the brining. Wow. Brining is important. That was That was it. So, yeah, he was, I got to say, what I do miss about the holidays is my dad's bird.
0: Ted, I've heard people rave about it uh, over and over, and I've never tried it, never had it, actually. That would be a deep-fried turkey. What's your experience there?
2: Oh, deep-frying turkey's pretty good. So, Jake, you got to make sure that your bird is dry. Still brine it, and you can dry brine it if you want, and then that'll keep the moisture off of it. You want to make sure that you don't overfill your pot, because, and you got to do this outside. This is not something you do inside. Yes, yes, yes of course. course. Don't be a moron and try and de- <laughs> set the propane burner up in your house. Yeah. No,
0: not right? in the garage. Nothing. No, no.
2: Yeah, yeah. Rule number one: Don't go blowing yourself up. All right. <laughs> Makes for a bad Thanksgiving. Right, yes. Right. So what I do is I take my turkey when I get the turkey and if it's wrapped in plastic, it's even easier to do it at this point, is fill your pot up with water to the, to the line. There's a fill line usually on these deep fryer pots. And then submerge your turkey in the plastic into that water and see how much the water rises.
0: Gotcha. A test run.
2: It's a test run, but you're not cooking or not doing anything so that you know where you need to bring the oil up to. And you've got to account for bubbling. Right. So you got to take it down usually another inch just to be safe. And, and then slowly add your bird into the brine. Deep frying a turkey takes no time. Um, I, I, off the top of my, my head, I think it's uh, five minutes a pound uh, with uh, an extra ten minutes. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure of that. I would check my really good friend Google
1: he might be able to help you with that. Beautiful, Teddy. We'll try it all. I'd love to actually do that one year. I just got to remember to stay sober during the process, (laughs) and I can never (laughs) seem to accomplish that. So I'm going to stay away from the deep fryer this year. Teddy, I wish you and the reader family the uh, happiest of Thanksgivings, and we will talk to you Wednesday of next week.
2: you got her. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Make it tasty, and uh, we'll see you around. Cheers. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.